I think the one thing that I really wanted to capture in the character was was a sense of serenity and calmness that, that came with living in the water, growing up in the water, the water being her home. Um, so a sort of um, fluid quality, literally and figuratively, um, was really important for me to capture. So I don't, so in terms of, that's not really answered your question, I just completely realised, but, um, heart of a mermaid. It's the Mermaid Podcast. We've got mermaids on the land and down below. Legs or fins, you will love our show. All the news that makes a splash is on the Mermaid Podcast. Hello, you're listening to the Mermaid Podcast, and I'm your host, Laura Von Holt, the fairy boss mother of Cinderly. This episode is sponsored by Mermaid Magic, a very cool business that makes biodegradable glitter and compostable packaging. They also make mermaid scales that stick to your face and body for no mess sparkle. I've gotten to play with these products and they are loads of fun. You can use code PODCAST20 for 20% off your order at GetMermaidMagic.com or follow the link in our show notes. They also offer free shipping. Thanks, Mermaid Magic! If you would like to sponsor an episode of the Mermaid Podcast, you can email us at podcast at cinderly.com, and we will be happy to hook you up. Get it? Okay, mer friends, guess what? There's a new mermaid movie, and it's out today, and we interviewed the cast. This movie is called The Little Mermaid, and it stars Poppy Drayton, who you might know from Downton Abbey, and William Mosley, who has been on Ease the Royals. And the movie will be exclusively releasing at AMC Theatres throughout the USA beginning today, August 17th, 2018, and will be shown in cities including Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, Boston, and Miami. The story begins by retelling the classic Hans Christian Andersen story, but instead of meeting a tragic end as seafoam, the Little Mermaid is bound to an evil wizard who has trapped her soul in exchange for the chance to win the love of the prince. By the way, none of that was a spoiler. This all happens in the first minute of the movie. The movie's plot then centers around a young reporter named Cam, who's played by William Mosley, who travels with his niece down to Mississippi to investigate a miracle mermaid elixir advertised by a traveling circus. There they encounter a beautiful and enchanting creature whom they believe to be the real Little Mermaid, played by Poppy Drayton. We interviewed the two leads, Poppy, who plays the mermaid Elizabeth, and William, who plays Cam, and the writer-director, Blake Harris. It was an awesome interview. They were so smart, so funny, and have such cool things to say about the experience of filming um, as a mermaid, of creating mermaid stories, and uh, we did ask the million-dollar question, do they believe in mermaids? A little note on the audio, I had a little bit of trouble on the Skype connection, and so a couple of times Poppy's voice drops out, and let's just pretend that is because she's a mermaid, and she had to shout from underwater. That's why that happened. Um, All the links to this movie and everything you're going to need are going to be in our show notes, so make sure you go to mermaidpodcast.com and check that out. Um, You can also sign up for our newsletter and get some extra little tidbits. And also, I think it's time to give you this interview. Here we go. And I just have a few questions. I thought we could talk about the story and then maybe we get into some like mermaid specifics. Um, 
And, uh, but you guys did a wonderful job. I want to compliment you on your performances. First of all, like it was very evocative. Um, and Poppy, your mermaid face is really good because I've swum underwater in a tail. <laughs> yeah, your mermaid <laughs> face. Thank you. That's the first compliment like that I've ever received. So I'm really pleased. <laughs> yeah. You've been teasing me because I, yeah, just said that it, I just said that I went to a pet shop when I was preparing for the role and I would talk to the fish there, which I thought was a really lovely way to get into character, but Will has been ripping me for it for the day. Um, Great. Yeah. <laughs> well, no Told to the fish. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're kind of the resident skeptic in the movie, so it makes sense that you would be giving her a lot of heat for like. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit first just to establish that this movie is based on the a retelling of the original Hans Christian Andersen, right? So we're not dealing with anything Disney, and I know some people are, like, confused, so I'm just going to make sure they know that. <laughs> um but what I really um, liked about it was that it took the original story of Hans Christian Andersen and then kind of jumped forward into the future um, with what happened to that mermaid after her tragic love affair does not work out. Um, and one of the things that I really enjoyed about it was that you talked about, um, Poppy, your character is Elizabeth. And she talks about a fairy tale from her land, or from her world, that talks about a girl born on land who is blessed with the heart of a mermaid. And it's so evocative and um, a really beautiful image kind of throughout. And um, the little girl, her name is Elle, in the, in, Elle is her character, right? So she's, she's sick, and um, your character is her uncle who's trying to find a cure for her, which is, like, obviously very compelling, the character motivation. Like, who doesn't want to save a kid? <laughs> um, and she also believes that she's a mermaid, but I, I wanted to hear from you guys what you thought it meant to have the heart of a mermaid. Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, I think, well, in terms of my, my preparation for the world, I think the one thing that I really wanted to capture in the character was was the sense of serenity and calmness that, that came with living in the water, growing up in the water, the water being her home. Um, so a sort of... Um, fluid quality, literally and figuratively, um, was really important for me to capture. So I don't, so in terms of, I don't, that's not really answered your question, I just completely realised, but, um, heart of a mermaid. I mean, you know, it, it, it's probably, like, more a mentality, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. a, it's like, what is the spirit mm-hmm. of a, of a mermaid? You know, what is the spirit of a human? But I think what's wonderful about uh, Poppy's character, um, Elizabeth, is this, you know, as Bobby said before in previous interview, that, you know, she was very understanding and she had, like, a wisdom to her mm. and she had, like, a like a sense of um, being able to, like, like, being able to appease other people's problems and be able to see what is going on in their life, what they're struggling with, you know, and, and there isn't, obviously, an age problem. So it's, there's something very beautiful about mm. you know, the character. Because also, like, healing water is another like having a sense that actually water can heal and how and how helpful it is to people's recovery and yeah. so I think that was a really important element we wanted to try and get into it too yeah. that that water is almost this mystical thing and has these kind of magical properties that can help fix someone or at least help in 
Yeah, I thought that was lovely. That's the, I think it's the Miracle Mermaid Elixir is what what's advertised, and um, that's kind of an unusual uh, plot point. And I know a lot of the story kind of circles around, is that a real cure? Is there a real mermaid? And obviously the character of Elizabeth is... 100% sure she's a mermaid. Um, but your character is um, the skeptic for the audience, you know, and I and I thought what one thing that I found very enchanting was the journey that your character had to go from a skeptic to a believer. Um, and the way the healing elixir turned out to be more about um, partnering up with the mermaid and saving her and believing in her, and it wasn't so much about the actual elixir itself. Um so I think that's a really cool story element that I, I really enjoyed about that. Um, I wanted to ask you ask you guys the, uh, kind of some of the mermaid mythology that goes on in the story. So um, there's some legs, there's some not legs, and you know what? Like, what are some of the rules of the world around this mermaid? Like be on this as well. I think you should have Blake here because he okay. knows so much about this stuff. Blake, come here. Come on, Blake. I'm supposed to be behind camera at all times. No, okay. never. Well, thank you for making an exception. I know I've got the hard hitting mermaid mythology questions, and I need to know. You, we were just talking about it. you're. I love it because you're like you know your mermaid mythology. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, I'm all in. Yeah, I'm all yeah. in. This. Let's go. Let's dive in. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I think uh, with that question, so. It's very tide related. It's yeah. very kind of with the moon, and then that's kind of when the legs kind of kind of come in. So it's the that's kind of what we built our mythology on. Mm-hmm. Um, was kind of kind of going in flow with like tides and how the moon works with tides and things like that. Got it. So so the legs are related to when the tide comes in, the tide comes out. Um, no, what? Well, is it? Is it? Is it what? Because like at twelve o'clock, she had to. It was when. Well, it was when it was high tide. That was high when, tide. Yeah. That was when my legs changed into it. Okay. Which. Oh, very cool special effect, by the way, to see your ankles and everything go. That's gonna go over well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Um, and so we've got mermaid legs, we've got a mermaid mermaid moon, we've got tides. The other thing that I found really interesting was this idea of a mermaid soul. Um, and in the, I don't think I'm spoiling anything because in the first 15 seconds in the premise of it, we talk about the mermaid soul is trapped in this little vial. Um, and in the original Hans Christian Andersen, uh, it's an interesting tension in that story because it's like, do mermaids have souls or not? And in your retelling, she does have a soul and it's trapped forever. Um, and I, I wanted to hear about what having her soul trapped, what, what that did, what that does to Elizabeth and how that keeps her trapped as well. Well, I think, so when Locke sort of gets hold of the vial, which obviously contains my soul, that sort of, um, it's the complete loss of my own freedom at, at the moment where he sort of has ultimate control over me and power. Mm-hmm. So, so, and I think one of the really beautiful moments is when Cam sort of realises that's what's happened. Maybe, I'm not even sure your character does what is that when Locke gets that vial and then it assumes that he's then just like he's I would be this pregnancy indefinitely. And then it's all about sort of the journey and struggle of striving and releasing back into the sea. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, with a lot of these characters, obviously, a lot of these characters, you build these kind of 
grand mythologies for each one that you know either you don't have time or the story's not so geared around them, but you have all these mythologies ahead for all the characters and all the surrounding mythology around it. And I think there's a bigger part to all this where Locke actually also pulls a lot of his powers mm-hmm. from soul. That, that soul enhances his the same way that healing water really does actually work. Yeah. Uh, this, this soul grants it kind of amplifies his powers uh-huh. um, and it, it enables him to obviously have control over you too because he has it right there he has your whole presence your whole being your whole everything uh-huh. literally in the palm of his hand yeah that's kind of a I feel like a very good metaphor for like if someone gets your soul <laughs> they kind of control you as well yeah. um, that's really cool um, I wanted to ask you Poppy about the song that you sing in the movie it's really beautiful and I think my favorite line from it is it was something about um, I hope someone will love me when the story ends right yeah yeah yeah, yeah no, back in the night okay. that's just a beautiful line from the that Byron's mind yeah um, yeah it was, a, it was a, a bit of a terrifying process if I'm honest with the song really I am by no means a singer and singing is always a good time so I was super hesitant going into it and I was like song, how do you feel about this song? I was, I was really keen to do it myself because I thought it needed it needed to be a kind of rough, raw, vulnerable song. Like, mm. Blake and I had endless chats about it and he didn't want it to be this polished, you know, musical number. It was it was never going to be that. And so I I was um, as hesitant as I was going in just because I'm terrified of singing. Yeah. I was actually really pleased with the direction that Blake was going going in with it and um, yeah and we just we went to a studio and we had a whole day where we put it all down and and it was a hard day but a great day and I was actually really ill you were yeah oh. <laughs> really bad cold and we nearly did weren't able to do it that day yeah. and I was drinking this like magical tea uh-huh. which is a magical healing water throat coat all foods throat coat yeah <laughs> Day and we got through it and, and we did the whole thing didn't we yeah. and I'm actually sort of pleased now that I've done it that it, that it that it turned out okay and I think you guys were happy with it but it was a that was a scary one yeah, yeah. It, it was actually one of my favorite parts in the movie um, just because that song is so vulnerable it's so like like Bobby was saying it wasn't meant to be this big theatrical musical number it was meant to be very grounded very real mm-hmm. and Will's you know wandering through the, through the circus and he hears this this kind of thing that draws him in, this beautiful noise, and he follows it, um, he's seeing her, her true identity, he's mm-hmm. seeing her convey who she is, you know, she's talking about, I hope someone loves me when the story ends, and th- that message isn't necessarily romantic, it's about just acceptance, right, kind of what you're talking about before, yeah. this whole original story of, of, uh, of a teenage girl falling in love and giving up everything kind of on a whim, yeah. and then capitalizing, well, wait a second, I can, th- that, that was teenage love, I can have that Again, it's, it's this kind of coming of age thing, right? Yeah. But she's such a drastic decision for this for this thing. And so she's singing about wanting to be accepted for who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that that really resonates with, with Will's character, Cam, just, just watching this, this character or this, this person, this, this mermaid, be so vulnerable in that moment. And that's actually really one of the things that makes him start to fall in love with her Mm -hmm. because it is so, you know, the skeptic in him, all that kind of, you know, kind of, kind of fades in some instances. It's just him in that moment, seeing her express who she is and that version she's expressing is the version that, that Cam falls in love with. 
Yeah, I I love that. Let's talk about that a little bit with Cam's character because the theme of transformation is always huge with mermaids in their physical transformation. Um, you have the transformation of a mermaid in the water to one who's trapped on land, and then you have the transformation of a skeptic to a believer, and also the transformative power of love is present as well. Um, so I'd love to hear about Cam's transformation from the hard-hitting journalist to, you know, like, man who falls in love with a mermaid and aids and abets criminal activity. <laughs> And you know what, it, it's always great when you read a script that has a great arc for your character, has like a, a place in the beginning and has a totally different place, an enlightened place at the end. Um, you know, that's that's sort of the, the journey that we, yeah. that we all go through. And I think that's sort of, you know, um, representative of what we go through in the in life a lot you know you start in one place and think right well I'm here and I'm going to be here from now on and then suddenly everything changes and, and you become a totally different person and perhaps a, hopefully a better person um, you know Cam's uh, care for Elizabeth comes from his care for Elle you know mm-hmm. his, his his niece um, you know and so just that sense of um, that sense of love and that sense of you know caring that sense of wanting to uh, do the right thing actually you know, inevitably is, it helps him as well. Um, so I really enjoyed playing that. And I, I didn't really, sometimes, you know, you want to think a lot as an actor. Sometimes you don't want to think too much. And I didn't really want to think too much. I just wanted to play the scenes as they were and, and let, you know, the Blake's the fantastic script just do, do the work for me. And it, and it, and it did. And I just played the scenes as truthfully as I could. And I, I just, I, I, I loved the part. I loved, um, I loved the character. Yeah. Yeah, I think your devotion, your character's devotion to Elle really comes through, and that's a really nice through line to watch um, this a supernatural creature and a human and all of these other people in the story come together to try to um, to save a mermaid but also save a child. Um, and I really liked also watching the way that her belief kind of carried you along in that as well. It was really lovely. Um, sorry, I can write a thesis about it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm By the way, it. if you do, please email us because I would love to. Um, well, another theme that I wanted to talk about before I get into my hard-hitting mermaid questions <laughs> is, um, is we have, again, this the transformative power of love, but we also have um, yearning for love is, is a theme, especially in the beginning tragedy of the Little Mermaid um, being trapped as a human and being trapped, her soul trapped with the evil wizard. Um, and so I want to talk about the yearning for love, but also, um, you know, what was it like to make a story that is, um, in essence, kind of a tragedy? Like, it's very tragic to have a, a mermaid on land. Um, it's not, like, unfortunately, mermaid stories usually are kind of tragic. Um, so what was that like for you to, to play that, Poppy, um, to have a, a tragic character? Um, well, I, I suppose when you think of her as being a tragic character in such a sense, I felt as though... I mean, yes, her circumstances are are definitely tragic, but I think something beautiful about Elizabeth, which I found through playing her, was that she was always hopeful. She was always, she was always um, striving for for freedom, and and I think she believed that she could be free, and and was lucky enough to meet Cam and Elle along the way, who helped in making that a reality for her. But um, but I think. I think she never, she never sort of 
stayed and dwelled in her own situation. She never, she, she wasn't, um, she wasn't ever resentful, resentful or she never, she never had any negativity and that's something that, that I think is a really beautiful quality of her, to her and I think, um, definitely taught me a few things too along the way and, and I tried to then capture that and keep that in my own life too. Not that I'm a particularly negative person <laughs> anyway, but, but, um, it was definitely inspiring to to play a character who had so much hope and light and life and and love for her for for people really and for for everything despite the sadness of her situation. Yeah, I can really see how the same innocence that led her to um, you know risk everything for love in the beginning was the same innocence she was able to maintain throughout her captivity um, and her time on, on land. So, I mean, I don't... This was just kind of a thought that occurred to me as I was watching it. There's a circus that the mermaid is displayed in. And it, was it a traveling circus? Like, do you think she spent years on the road or has she been in one place in the magic of Mississippi? I must have been very deeply discussed that, but I think and the surface did travel around. Okay. I think for that too is, is yeah. with that setting is as you know from being a, a basically a mermaid scholar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that uh, these things were real in mm-hmm. in that era in the twenties and thirties. You know these, these traveling advertisements and the old illustrated. You know people were selling that. No, come come here and witness this real mermaid. Yeah, and you know that was a fun thing I think for all to kind of play off of because it wasn't just we didn't just imagine the, the, this was really happening. So there, you know, people people were actually you know came here to actually see a real mermaid. Yeah, that is cool. I I think there's a lot of more mermaid. Uh, recognized mermaid performance now, but to the part of the fun of the movie was getting to see, um, you know, that circus atmosphere of like, we found a real one, and then to see who believes and who doesn't. Um, so while we're on that, I would love to hear from you what it was like for you, Poppy, to um, what your training was like, what it was like to perform, film, and in a tank versus there's some open water scenes. And I think I have an eagle eye. Were you at Wiki Wachi at some point? Very good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we went out to Wiki Wachi for a day um, and shot all the underwater stuff down there, which mm-hmm. was amazing. Yeah. There was, I mean, you probably you must know it. Yeah. Like, it's this beautiful ecosystem down there, and there are fish everywhere, and turtles, and manatees. And I would be swimming along and doing all my thing, and, and you know, Bubbling along, and then I'd look behind me, and there'd be a turtle just following me in the back of the shot, which was awesome. <laughs> Every day that you go to work, and a turtle follows you, so it's pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, training-wise, I I was in England at the time before I started the movie, so I went to my local swimming pools for two months every day before I started, and I take my little monofin and I go up and down and up and down and up and down and hum to myself as I was going, and it, it was um it was a really nice like way to train. I just I. I also would do loads of like little flips and spins and I would spend hours in there just playing around and luckily my, my local leisure centre was really accommodating and and um, and helped me do that because otherwise it would have been a bit tricky. But um, but yeah, the, the difference between filming in a tank to filming out in the open water, obviously the tank was able to be heated and the open water wasn't able yeah. to be heated. watch is kind of cold. She's <laughs> yeah. kind of cold. Yeah, it's cold. Sea though, when we yeah. shot in the sea, and we did this. There's a, there's the sequence at the very end mm-hmm. where we're rescuing Elle and saving me, and it's all the sort of the emotional climax of the scene. And it was a real, um, 
it was a real race to get that scene done in time because we were losing magic hour, which is when the sun's setting. And so we were all sort of scrambling around trying to, to grab this last really, really important shot. And everyone was just amazing and really pulled together. And we were all freezing and we were in the ocean and our lips were turning purple and we were, <laughs> were chattering, but we were so like keen to get it. And there was this strange like, electricity that day. It was a real a real magic day and Blake was incredible that day because he was in the water alongside us the whole time we were like you don't have to be in the water you can be <laughs> yes like, he does yeah guys <laughs> are in the water I am so we all narrowly escaped hypothermia but it was worth it in the end to catch a beautiful scene and did anybody else get to wear the tail or just you <laughs> I think someone tried it on. Didn't there were a couple I saw some photographs of people mucking around in my tail, and let me tell you, I've not best sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I did not. I definitely yeah. saw a man yeah. in my tail. I, re- I, re- I respected the tail. I, saw a I did not. Yeah. I think it was our, one of our stunt coordinators. I think it was Nick, I believe. So. In showbiz, they say, like, never to work with um, animals or children, and you were working with mermaids and children, so how did yeah. that go? What's funny, funny that you say that. I think we did all the things you're told not to do. Animals, children, period pieces, yeah. uh, water set pieces, I, the list goes. Open uh, water, underwater. Uh, indie, by the way, indie movie, not a, not a giant studio budget. Like, yeah. Know very you know very very ambitious film doing all the things you're told not to do. Yeah, <laughs> well, it looks really good. Um, who did make the tail? Uh, Raven. Raven. Yeah, I believe it was yeah. Raven. The costume designer. Yeah. Okay. She was well, the costume She was. She's a professional mermaid. Okay. But she spent her life traveling around with her incredible husband, who he was like a fire breather and. Um, Yes. And a unicycle, like, expert. And he actually went down the aisle on a unicycle. They, this yeah. couple were, like, the coolest couple wow. you've ever met. They were amazing. She, she helped make the molds for the tail, and I think he, whether well, he built the molds, and then she and then she actually made the molds for the tail, and then they take it out, and then she hand paint them. So they were masterpieces. We had two, and they were heavy. They were really heavy. They were about half my body weight, so they were, like, you know, pretty pretty hefty in yeah. inside. And... But they were beautiful, absolutely beautiful, and it took a it took a while to get to get into it. Every day, I had to lather myself in coconut oil yeah. and like shimmy, and I had to pull <laughs> people just grabbing every piece of fin that they could and waking it all over my hips. But once I was in, that was you know that was it for the day, really. No getting out of it. Yeah. But, uh, but it was great, and she was incredible, and we just had a blast. We we sort of play around, definitely wicky wacky, and we lucky at the time to just muck around in our tail together, which was awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So when you were in your tail, are and you're doing like the scenes at the end where there's a lot of emotion. I mean, I'm just imagining the camera goes off, and then you're like whacking Will in the face. But is that not how that goes? I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> there, there was, there actually was one. There was one take where it does come close. It's actually in that instance where you're swimming off, and there's one with it's very free willy. Like it's like, the scale with the closeness of the camera. The scale looks really great because Will's head just looks like it's about to just be just either in my head just in time. And it, he swims off into the distance. <laughs> Alright, so no one was injured. I just imagine it would be like kind of fun to mess with somebody like mermaid out, boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, she 
definitely has the power if, if, yeah. if she wants. <laughs> this is a very bad one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, were there any other logistics or challenges in filming underwater, especially for, I, I'm imagining some of the free swimming was its own thing, but then in, you know, because um, well, the one moment I really liked was the reveal of the tank. Um, where there's that curtain, and I'm just imagining, I'm like, how long was Poppy holding her breath for in there? Like, <laughs> how was that? It's as long as I could, really. Um, which it actually wasn't so bad. And it's amazing. You, I learned while I was doing all my training that if you get into a really almost like mess state, you get your heart rate back. It actually mm-hmm. takes a long time. And so I worked on that a lot, and I would I would do that every day. And I would, try and increase my breath capacity and my breath holds by like five seconds each time and it's amazing you go you push it you reach a point where you're like I can't hold it any longer I can't hold it any longer <laughs> once you push through that you become really calm <laughs> it sounds like I'm talking about dying but I'm not because I was That's kind of amazing. but then you, you you can surprise yourself and actually hold it much longer than you think and it's your brain that's telling you you can't so if you just try and calm your brain then your body sort of follows in a way until Obviously, that's a point we actually can't hold it anymore. That's awesome. Um, so I have a couple listener questions. It's kind of like a little, like a half a lightning round. Um, so they wanted to know three things, and I would love to hear from all of you on these things. Um, the first one is, what do you love most about the movie? I think I love, like, the soul of the movie. I think it's, it's one of the most soulful productions I've been everyone from the ground up had so much love for the community and had love for their own respective jobs. And I think that really carries through into the film. Because it, we all really, really, really need to play the script and fell in love with the script. And that was the reason. You want Blake? <laughs> oh, oh man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, just, just turn it all the way. Um, I think from I mean, yeah, a lot of a lot of what Bobby said is just you know the fact that so many people just believed in this story. Period. Um, and gave so much to you know. There, it's a very ambitious movie for for the budget and and you know doing all those things. I said that you're told not to do on big movies, and we did them all in one on a on a very ambitious budget. And a, you know, and so it took everyone giving their best, and, and everyone did. And for me, I think it's it's really what I love so much about the movie is the way it encourages you to believe mm-hmm. and to believe in magic and believe in wonder and, and seeing, seeing, um, you know, Poppy believe in the, Elizabeth believing in her, in her ultimate freedom, seeing Cam starting out as skeptic and ultimately believing in the unbelievable, seeing Elle maintaining that belief and seeing a magic that it has around you, um, was just really spectacular. And, and that's a lot of the movies that, that I grew up loving. It's the movies that made me want to make movies like, you know, like the Goonies and E.T., you know, things like that. And I think that, um, this aspirational adventure layered with the power of belief was, was really my big, my big takeaway. And just seeing them kind of, you know, bring these characters to life in such a phenomenal way where they went from being this imaginative, you know, thing in my head to being real and to the point where I can't even remember what the initial one looked like because they did such an incredible job becoming these characters. Um, to me, that was a lot of the, the, 
lot of the uh, magic in this whole experience. Yeah, yeah I think um, for me, you know, I, I don't know, you know, you don't, you don't, like I said before, you don't get many scripts like this where you, um, where it is kind of magical and it is a children's film and it is, does have like a, a moral to it and it has ethical, you know, um, the ethics behind the, the entire story. And I, I don't read many scripts like that. There aren't many stories out there if I haven't read one like that until this. So, um, for me it was, I, I had to do this, this film. I, I knew I had to do it and I, um, I was so grateful for the, the, the opportunity because, you know, you, you can learn a lot from your character. You know, you learn a lot from your character. Your character teaches you on, on the way. And I, I learned a lot, a lot about myself as well. So it was actually a really good experience. And I was, what, what's good is, you know, when you have a film, as I probably said, when you have a film that has strong morals, strong ideals, then the people behind it usually are quite are quite good yeah. as well, and that I think is something that was really fantastic with all of us is that we bonded and we connected. And you know, I don't think it's going to be the kind of relationships where you just sort of say goodbye and all right, that's it. You know, uh, so I think we will be friends for life. You know, Absolutely. which is which is which is great. So yeah, I I'm, I'm really proud. You know, I haven't seen it yet. I don't know if you seen you it. You haven't yet. seen like, it. Well, it's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it entirely. Blake and I were trying to meet up in LA. It's like never happened, but um, I can't wait to see it. With like about we have a thousand person audience tomorrow. I heard we have a huge theater, um, and it's going to be an an event. So it, it's kind of nerve wracking to even yeah. think about. We're yeah, about to see it tomorrow. Yeah. I see my see myself. Don't worry, like, you look great. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just can't believe you hadn't seen it. I was like, oh, I know. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> what happened? What happened? <laughs> I'll let you find out. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, and then and what, two more quick questions. So what would you do if you could meet a mermaid? I would see if they could like if they could like um, show you some things in the sea like they could like take you on, on an, an adventure like a tour of like things that you couldn't see you know like I don't know if I need a scuba diving equipment but maybe they could like give you some air like give you like a, like a scale Ooh, and then you can breathe yeah. under, underwater and you can go and see things and they can take you out. I mean, that would be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like some, like, treasure they can show you. Yeah, treasure. Yeah, tra- go on, treasure. Yeah. Mermaid, that'd be awesome. That yeah. awesome, yeah. I think for me, the first thing I'd be, it's like, okay, what kind of, I'd have to feel what kind of mermaid this is. Is mm. this, is this, you know, the nice type mermaid? Yeah. yeah. Is this yeah. Is the siren? Is it, is it some Peter Pan lore? Yeah. Like, where, where are we going? You know, what kind of, what kind of mermaid are we dealing with here? Um, and which all, by the way, would would, would be awesome. I yeah. mean, to me, the ones in Peter Pan are well; they're not necessarily bad. They're just kind of they. Well, they, they're bullies. Kind of, they're bullies. They're really bullies. Yeah. They're certainly not the nice, lovable things that 
that they're very like this is our land, this is our water. Very. So they're like a siren of the sea. Is she is she a mermaid or what is she? A siren would be a, a, a siren. A siren in the original Greek mythology is sometimes half bird, half woman, and sometimes half fish, half woman. And she's like the typical luring you with her voice, you know, luring you to your death kind of thing. There's some sailor mythology that says a, a mermaid can save a sailor from drowning. So I think will your idea of a treasure hunt under the sea like fits in with that. Um, and then, I mean, it really depends on who you're talking to and, and what what era you want to talk about. But they're, they're kind of, it's all amalgamated into one sometimes. So, yeah. yeah. So you'd be like, hold up, before our adventure, I need to know what kind of mermaid you are. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, say okay. And then that, yeah, yeah. And then, then I'd be like, treasure hunt. Like, yeah. It's also, you know, treasure hunt full of splendor and not full of, I'm going to eat you. Yeah. 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 I think that would just go. I don't think I would we'll just go. I just so. trust Yeah, you trust the mermaid. But you get about opportunity. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe a, a mermaid from Atlantis or something. Ooh, yeah. Like a hit. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then this is the million dollar question Do you believe in mermaids? Yeah, for me, yes. Yeah. 100%. And I, yeah, I think that I. You know, yes, I'm just skeptical. I think for sure. I think so little of the ocean has been explored that the fact that you have all these cultures kind of all across the globe in eras where we obviously didn't have internet and video conferencing and all these things kind of, you know, kind of uh, coming up with these designs of things that they see and they all kind of match. They're never exactly identical, but they all have an element to them that's similar. And I think that that's really fascinating. And to me, with so little the ocean being explored, I'm full on believer, one hundred percent. Okay, I'll tell you what I think. Okay. Uh, before the thing goes off, I think that actually this sounds really kind of crazy, but um, you know, babies in the in the womb, they're actually like a half human, half tadpole for like a moment, <laughs> which is actually yeah. true. They really are. They're like they have they Baby aren't mermaids. they're the mermaids. They are really like mermaids before that they're born. So mm. I think that we did. Um, We're all mermaids. Ge- genealogically, I think we did come from fish yeah. and so probably at one point or another there might have been like a human uh, mm. a human you know fish creature before like you know mammals came onto the earth so I, I mean whether they still exist I you know they, they could uh, and that might be a thing so I would actually probably say yeah sure awesome and Bobby <laughs> oh, I mean I think that's like a <laughs> that's like a actually kind of smart yeah <laughs> so, so you're a yeah. Looking back on it, I am a genius. (laughs) No, I do like the range of answers from like fantastical to like no. Scientifically, we're we are actually mermaids and poppies. Like, (laughs) duh. They would be like equal if you had like a um. Yeah, like web. You know, they're like like screens. Yeah, there you go. So webbed fingers, yeah, yeah, totally. It's kind of like um, you know that famous thing where it's like the monkeys all stand up into the man. It's like at some point there's like a tail. They just like left that part off. Yeah, beautiful way. So that's kind of like a man creature. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Um, well, congratulations on your release. I am sure it will go very well. I know my listeners are very excited for another mermaid movie. <laughs> um, and I'm so happy that you guys were able to talk with me. And I'll let you know when this is out. Um, and, you know, keep swimming. 
Well, my pleasure, and good luck. Thank you and your listeners too for for believing in mermaids and, and kind oh, they, of they are they are hardcore like that's in it to win it. It's <laughs> yeah. incredible, and I'm I'm really I'm very yeah very appreciative, and yeah. thank you for doing this. Thanks, like that's it's really cool. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, you guys have a good day. Thank you for listening to the Mermaid Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please tell a friend or leave a review. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Mermaid Podcast. We will have links to all the mermaid news mentioned in this episode on our website, mermaidpodcast.com. Thank you also to our sponsor, Mermaid Magic. Don't forget to use code PODCAST20 for 20% off of your order of biodegradable mermaid glitter and sparkle scales at getmermaidmagic.com. One of the coolest things about interviewing mermaids is that we get to talk to people who are living their dream. And whether you are in New York City or elsewhere, it would be my pleasure to coach you on how to get unstuck and live your dream. So head over to fairybossmother.com to learn about our special program, Don't Quit Your Daydream. And finally, thank you so much to Poppy, Will, Blake, and the team of The Little Mermaid for sharing their experience with us. You are an inspiration to never quit your daydream. It's the Mermaid Podcast. We've got mermaids on the land and down below. Legs or fins, you will love our show. All the news that makes a splash is on the Mermaid Podcast.